Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Peter Range, CEO of Ohio Right to Life and founding board member of Protect Women Ohio with a special update for you today concerning the ballot initiative that the state of Ohio will be voting on this November. Before I get into information about the ballot initiative, let me tell you a little bit about myself. I am here first and foremost as a husband and as a father. A father of four little kids, six, five, three, and one are their ages. That means I was up last night at six, five, three, and one. But they are the great joy that gives me energy and zeal to fight for life every single day, and especially against this upcoming ballot initiative. My baptism, though, in the pro-life movement really began with my parents. My father was actually twice paralyzed in his life from the neck down. The first time at age 11 from the polio virus, three weeks before he was going to be vaccinated with the polio vaccine. Thankfully, though, with my tough Irish grandmother, Mary Agnes Range, she taught him how to be independent. And he was able to feed himself, dress himself, although it would take him 40 minutes every, every morning just to put his pants on. He was able to do that. Make a long story short, he went off to the University of Illinois. He got his master's in journalism, moved to Cleveland, Ohio, where he was working for the Cleveland Plain Dealer. One night he was going to ride home from a buddy. They got into a car accident and ended up smack dab between two hospitals. One was Catholic, St. John's West Shore. The other was St. Luke's, which was a Protestant hospital. My dad, who was nominally Catholic at the time, told, him, uh, told the policeman to take him to the Catholic hospital. And there at the Catholic hospital, St. John's West Shore, the nurse assigned to his room was Mary Jean Cook. They met, they fell in love, and they were married a year later. They ended up having six kids, including myself. But in 1989, when Dad was suffering from some severe depression, he was taking a pill just to help him fall asleep at night. That pill, however, was being made illegally by the company. And while being FDA approved, unfortunately killed thousands here in the United States, injured thousands more, and re-paralyzed my father again from the neck down. The last 26 years of his life then, day in and day out, completely dependent upon us six kids and my mom for his every single need. But despite the fact that he couldn't stand up and embrace his wife of 40 years or go out and play catch with one of his four boys or two girls every day, my father woke up and said yes, yes to life. I'm here to invite you today through this presentation to do just that. These next four to five months here in the state of Ohio to wake up every morning and to ask the Lord, Lord, how are you calling me to say yes? Because this ballot initiative is the most dangerous thing that we have ever seen here in the state of Ohio. And we, as a people of faith, as Pope Francis says in the joy of the gospel, are called to be engaged in the public square. Pope Francis told us that if indeed the just ordering of society and of the state is a central responsibility of politics, the church, quote, cannot and must not remain on the sidelines in the fight for justice. So we need all Ohioans, all Catholics, all Christians across our state to stand up for life now more than ever before. So what I'm going to do during this presentation is walk you through what is the current situation? What's at stake with this ballot initiative? What our response has been here in the state of Ohio? And then lastly, how you can help moving forward to ensure that the ACLU's ballot initiative will not succeed here in the state of Ohio. So the current situation is this. Roe v. Wade, blessed be God, was sent to the ash heaps of history last summer. That means that the left, though, got right to work when it comes to fighting for abortion rights. And in California, Michigan, New Hampshire, they passed state constitutional ballot initiatives, which enabled those states to allow or permit painful late-term abortions on demand through all nine months of pregnancy. The pro-life side also began their own fight 
to pass state ballot initiatives in Kansas, Kentucky, and Montana. But in each one of those states, the pro-life side was defeated. Now in 2024, there's going to be 11 states with ballot initiatives that will be up for the vote vote, uh, by citizens in those individual states in Florida, South Dakota, North Dakota, Oklahoma in the years to come. But in 2023, there's one state that has its target on its back, and that's here in the state of Ohio, where we have a ballot initiative which is being led by the ACLU of Ohio, Planned Parenthood, and a group called URGE. They have joined forces with Ohio Physicians for Reproductive Rights. Now, this group called URGE, they, if you go to their Twitter account, for example, they are for, uh, or they believe that parental involvement laws for abortion are unethical and must be abolished. They are for, quote, celebrating all abortions, no exceptions, end quote. They also oppose laws that would require school personnel to notify parents of their child's gender dysphoria. They have hired a group called Mission Control. This is Sherrod Brown's political firm here in the state of Ohio. This group defeated the pro-life ballot initiatives in Kansas and Kentucky. So it is a very competent political firm that knows how to win these ballot initiatives. Now, some outstanding questions we have here in the state of Ohio include, will they get enough signatures on the ballot? They are well on their way, as has been reported in most recent days through media. They have roughly 700,000 signatures as I speak. The second important question we have here in the state of Ohio is whether or not the standards to elevate uh, or the standards to protect our Constitution will be elevated this August in a special election from 50% to 60%. As the Catholic Conference of Ohio has mentioned, a yes vote on issue one will make it more difficult to pass any future amendment to the Constitution of Ohio, including this November's ballot initiative seeking an abortion rights constitutional amendment that expands and enshrines abortion at the expense of protections of preborn children and women. A no vote on issue one will maintain the current threshold, making it easier to pass an amendment to a House constitution, including the one coming this November on the abortion expansion amendment. The position of Ohio right to life and protect women Ohio then is a full force yes on issue one, because 30,000 lives are on the line this November. Our United States Constitution has only been amended 27 times since its founding. On comparison, the Ohio Constitution has been amended 172 times in a shorter period of time. We believe it's time to protect our Constitution to vote yes on issue one. And it's important to do this because we recognize that human life is at stake this November. And we as Catholics, we care about every single issue that affects the human person. However, as St. John Paul II taught us, above all, the common outcry, which is justly made on behalf of human rights, for example, that right to health, to home, to work, to family, to culture, is false and illusory. If the right to life, the most basic and fundamental right, and the condition for all other personal rights, is not defended with maximum determination. Or as Pope Francis said in 2019, He asks us to treat the defense of the lives who are about to be born and enter into society as the cornerstone of the common good. Quote, their killing in huge numbers with the endorsements of states is a serious problem that undermines the foundations of the construction of justice, compromising the proper solution of any other human and social issue. Where there is life, there is hope, Pope Francis reminds us. So what's at stake with this amendment? First and foremost, 
This amendment, if it passes in November, will allow painful late-term abortion on demand through all nine months of pregnancy in the state of Ohio. Secondly, it will eliminate parental rights and consent. So if you have a 14, 15, or 16-year-old daughter who's maybe being pressured into an abortion, she'll be able to procure an abortion without your parental knowledge or consent here in the state of Ohio if, if this November issue passes. Thirdly, it's going to eliminate health and safety standards for abortion facilities, and also it's going to force pregnancy centers and pro-life doctors and nurses to refer for abortions. So as we walk through the amendment, the actual language is very deceptive. It says, for example, quote, every individual has a right to make and carry out one's own reproductive decisions, including but not limited to decisions on contraception, fertility treatment, continuing one's own pregnancy, miscarriage care, and abortion. First of all, all those things are already legal here in the state of Ohio. But secondly, it mentions every individual. Nowhere in the document does it say woman or mothers at all. By using the word individual and not limiting it to adults, this right to abortion or even a sex change operation would apply to teenagers, to a 12-year-old, because they are, after all, just an individual. And why do we say also sex change operations? Well, it doesn't mention necessarily in that first sentence about abortion. It says reproductive decisions, including but not limited to. Look, Planned Parenthood has become the second leading provider of cross-sex hormones in the country. They get a young individual starting with these hormonal drugs at age 13, and by the time they're 27, they've made a million dollars off of their lives. Now, when it comes to parental consent, Planned Parenthood and the ACLU have argued in court in Pink versus Indiana and Planned Parenthood versus Alaska that parental consent is a burden. The ACLU recently argued in New Hampshire that parents lose the right to parent their child once they enter a public school. In fact, on Planned Parenthood's own website, it says if your state does have parental involvement laws, you may be able to get a judge's permission to have an abortion without telling your parents. This is called a judicial bypass. So this amendment, the way that it is worded, by mentioning the word individual means anyone of any age, and by using the word individual, it means anyone of any gender as well. And it's because they want to expand this to reproductive decisions that go far beyond just the issue of abortion. Now, we also make the claim that this would allow abortion through all nine months of pregnancy because, again, the way that this amendment is written. The amendment says, quote, however, abortion may be prohibited after fetal viability, but in no case may such an abortion be prohibited if in the professional judgment of the pregnant patient's treating physician is necessary to protect the pregnant patient's life or health. The key term here is health. In Rose Companion case, Doe v. Bolton, the court defined health to include all factors, physical, emotional, psychological, familial, the woman's age, relevant to the well-being of the mother. In most states, that's broad enough to permit virtually any abortion in the seventh, eighth, or ninth month of pregnancy, if any of these reasons is invoked. Now, why do we say that it would eliminate health and safety standards? Well, again, if we go to the language of the amendment, it says, quote, the state shall not directly or indirectly burden, penalize, prohibit, interfere with, or discriminate against either an individual's voluntary exercise of this right or a person or entity that assists an individual exercising this right, unless the state demonstrates that it is using least restrictive means to advance the individual's health in accordance with widely accepted and evidence-based standards of care. In Planned Parenthood versus Casey, 1992, that paved the way for more restrictions on abortion access because it declared that restrictions were allowed 
as long as there was not an undue burden. But they simply drop the undue standard, and they simply just say anything that would burden a woman from exercising this right. Not only that, though, it says an entity that assists an individual exercising this right. So if you have a soccer coach that learns one of its players might be pregnant and that player doesn't want to go home and tell their parents about it, the soccer coach, under the language of this amendment, would be protected, would be able to take her, her, his or her player to the abortion facility to procure an abortion without parental knowledge or consent. But again, you don't have to take my word for it. If you go to protectwomenohio.com, Carrie Campbell Severino and Frank Scutero wrote a wonderful article breaking down the language of this amendment. These are individuals who have clerked at the United States Supreme Court. Their credentials are impeccable, and I encourage you to visit their article at protectwomenohio.com. Now, our response here to the amendment has bringing together the pro-life community, Ohio Right to Life, Right to Life Action Coalition of Ohio, the Center for Christian Virtue, and partner with national groups like Susan B. Anthony, Pro-Life America, and local political firms to fight back against this amendment. Over 50 different groups are a part of our coalition now to fight back, and we need to fight back because, folks, when we look at the polling here in the state of Ohio, it is a reality that our consciences have been warped because of the legalization of Roe v. Wade for 50 years in our nation. And anywhere between 55 and 64% of Ohioans said that they might support some type of quote-unquote reproductive freedom in Ohio's constitution. But the good news is when Ohioans learn that this would allow the baby to feel incredible, excruciating pain that would provide no protections for the preborn, that abortions would be paid for with our taxpayer dollars, that would also eliminate parental notification laws here in the state of Ohio, over 75% of Ohioans say they do not want this amendment. So we have to get the message out there to individuals who might even consider themselves as pro-choice that this is not the amendment that they want to be voting for because this would take away their parental rights to have any say into the rights of their kids. The good news is, is we've moved the needle because we've had a $5 million ad buy here in the state of Ohio, making a difference and broadening our coalition to let people know this isn't just about painful late-term abortions on demand through all nine months. This is also about your parental rights. Now, as we finish this special presentation, I want to talk about how you can help. First and foremost, would you join me in prayer, specifically every morning at 7.14 a.m. and 7.14 p.m. If you'd pray in the Spirit, of 2 Chronicles 7.14, which states, If my people, who are called by my name, humble themselves, pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. My brothers and sisters in the Lord, we are in need of revival in this nation and in this state. And the only way we defeat this amendment coming at us in November is if we as a people of prayer fall to our knees, and ask our Heavenly Father for assistance. So please join me in prayer, prayer every day at 7.14 a.m. and 7.14 p.m. in the spirit of Second Chronicles 7.14. Secondly, we have to make sure that you are registered to vote. So would you consider volunteering with us to make sure that you can run a voter registration drive in your church or in your parish, making sure that the pro-life people of God are ready to vote, not only for this August election, but for November as well. And then we would really love you to organize bringing individuals, maybe your daily mass goers, to the polls themselves to make sure that we are voting early as well. That way we don't have to spend money on advertising to those individuals that we know we need to get to the polls. 
So maybe consider running a voter registration drive at your parish as well. So please pray, run a voter registration drive, vote early. And then lastly, if you would just consider thinking about praying for us as well. We have been working across the state to make sure that we have the funds that we need to run this campaign. And to run a week's worth of commercials in Cleveland or Cuyahoga County, for example, it's $516,000. So we are looking to raise $50 million here in the state of Ohio. And that's not going to happen without your prayer. So thank you so much for praying for our campaign and for its success so we can fight back against the left when it comes to this ballot initiative. So to recap, pray for us, run a voter registration drive at your parish, and please, in particular, keep in prayer our ability to raise the funds necessary to fight back against this ballot initiative. You might also consider being a door knocker um, as well for this campaign, going door to door with your family and friends and neighbors to ensure that we're informing Ohioans about the dangers of this amendment. And we need to do this to ensure that there will not be the elimination of parental consent here in the state of Ohio, that there will not be painful late-term abortion on demand, and that the health and safety of women will be protected here in the state of Ohio. So as I finish this special presentation, let me challenge you, as my father challenged me every day, to wake up and to say to the Lord, Lord, how are you calling me to say yes to life? George Washington, who was actually our first president, gave a speech to his troops before the first battle of Long Island, which was the first major battle after the Declaration of Independence. And I think his words are quite apt for us today. He said that the fate of unborn millions will now depend under God on the courage and conduct of this army. Our cruel and unrelenting enemy leaves us only the choice of brave resistance or the most abject submission. We have, therefore, to resolve to conquer or to die. My brothers and sisters in the Lord, we must conquer this amendment or 30,000 children will die in the state of Ohio in perpetuity. Where there is life, there is hope. Join me at protectwomenohio.com.